Hallelujah. That's the, the message that uh, we endeavor to share every Sunday morning, Sunday night, in our Bible college and around the world, that God is your Father. He's not just God. He's your Father. And there's a difference. I was raised in church, and I knew who God was. But I'm so thankful when I met Pastor Mark Hankins. He showed me who the Father was. And he showed me that God loved me just like I was, but he loved me too much to leave me in the condition I was in. So he sent Jesus so that I could be changed. Amen? So you could be changed. Thank God this morning for Jesus. Amen? If you turn your Bibles today to Joel chapter 2, we've been talking about really restoration and that God's a restorer. We said that you must believe, first of all, that God is a restorer. Number two, you must speak that God's a restorer. Number three, you must act like God's a restorer. And that, that is way before you ever see a manifestation of God as a restorer. So this morning, I'm going to give you one of the major keys to receiving from God. If you leave this ingredient out, the atom will not split. And if the atom does not split, there's no energy and there's no power to bring fulfillment. But if you'll mix this today, that I teach you today, I promise you that this is an ingredient that the church has been missing for a long time. Because even in this church, you've been, you've been taught, those of you been here for the last couple years, you've been taught to believe God. You know how many know believe is an act? Believe is a verb. So you just can't say, I believe and don't do anything. Speaking, you got to speak, you got to believe, but believing is an act. And so this morning, I'm going to show you how to act like the Bible's true. Amen. What's the key ingredient? So we talked about this last week, Joel chapter 2, verse 27 says, and you shall know that word know, we talked about that last week, means to be intimate with God. It doesn't mean to know about God. It doesn't mean for somebody else to tell you about God or tell you how great Christ is. You must experience Christ for yourself. You must know him yourself. God, God, God was not in Christ. 2 Corinthians 5.19, we talked about that last week. God was not in Christ counting up your trespasses against you. I don't know about you, but I went to church and that's what I thought. I thought God just had this huge book and he kept a list of every sin, every failure, every shortcoming, everything I ever did wrong. And he was just waiting to someday just get a hold to me. So my grandma would always tell me this. My nanny raised me from the time I was three days old. And my nanny would always tell me, she'd say, boy, if you want me to give you something to cry about. You know, it's probably a pretty silly question if you've ever asked your kid that. I'm sure they jumped right up and said, yeah, beat me. I've been waiting all day for you to give me something to cry about. But, you know, I, whenever I started learning the message of the, the, who God was and that God was not in Christ counting up my trespasses against me, but God was in Christ reconciling or hugging me to himself, then, then I realized God didn't want to give me something to cry about. God wanted to give me something to laugh about. And I've been laughing ever since. People say, you always smile. You're always happy. I said, and happy sometimes it gets in my feet. Sometimes it gets in my hands. And I mean, I just get overjoyed and I begin to rejoice. And rejoicing, I'm telling you this morning, is the key to your breakthrough. I said, it's the key. When you learn, 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. One translation says, a whole new being that has never existed before. 
He said, if you're in Christ, you're brand new. The old is gone and the brand new has come. The what God did in Christ, he was reconciling, making you brand new. Why? 2 Corinthians 5, 21, he said, because he took him who knew no sin and made him to be sin that you could be the righteousness of God in Christ. I'm telling you, that is the good news of the glad tidings. And I know all the Bible is not good news, but all the gospel is good news of glad tidings. And so if you're not hearing the good news, you may be in the wrong place because Jesus said, the Lord Spirit of the Lord is upon me and he's anointed me to preach the gospel. And if Jesus preached the gospel, I'm going to preach the gospel too. He said, the gospel will make you happy. He said, it's good news of glad tidings that God was not in Christ counting up your trespasses, but God was in Christ hugging you to himself. God was in Christ making you the very righteousness of God so that he could have a father-child relationship with you and everybody else that would receive him. So the question is this morning is not as he is father. We know he's father. The only question is, are you child? Because if you choose to be child, then he chooses to be father. I love John 16 said, I did not. You did not choose me. He said, but I chose you. He said, I actually chose you before the foundation of the world. I'm telling you, God knew today. He knew the 14th of February, 2010 at 1121. He knew exactly where you'd be set. He knows your uprising. He knows your downfall. He said, I beset you. Look, he said, my hand, look, Psalms 139 said, my hand worked in your past, my hands on you now, and my hands working in your future. He said, there's not even a word in your mouth that I don't already know what you're fixing to say. He said, but I still believe in you, whatever you say. He said, if you will just turn your way. He said, boy, I just want to be your daddy. Huh? That'd be a new meaning to who's your daddy. Someone say, who's your daddy? Say, how long do you have? Because it's amazing to me. People, you know, people think that God doesn't want to bless you. Sometimes people think having an abundance is evil. So I just tell them, I said, if having abundance is evil, my daddy has a, he got some, he got, he's got some issues. Because he has streets of gold. That sounds like a little bit extravagant to me. Huh? Come on, he got, you drive up to his house and he's got pearly gates. In a crystal sea. So you tell me if being blessed is evil and having too much is evil, then God has a problem. Because right. he said the earth in the fullness thereof belongs to me. So we were shopping at Belk's. Saturday I took my wife to Belk's. And so we we're shopping and we found some stuff on sale. Then she found this dress she really liked for Easter. And she said, well, you know, we'll just wait for it to go on sale. I said, what? So I walked right up to the lady that the cashier lady there, and I said, uh, I said, I had that dress in my hand. I said, I said, you believe this dress is for the devil's kids? I said, you believe that only Christians, uh, they have to buy everything on sale after it's been picked over? Now, we got some stuff on sale, so I ain't against sale. But I'm against the mentality that says, I can't have the best. If it's on sale or not on sale. He said, well, I don't believe that. It don't matter to me what you believe. You just go ahead and get it what's on sale. So uh, the lady, her eyes got real big. I said, do you think, well, I'd just, you know, just hope when she comes back, somebody else didn't buy the dress and it's on sale. I said, no, we're getting the dress right now. 
And you know what the lady did? She goes, if you'll go around the corner there. She told my wife, she said, if you'll just go around the corner, you just, there's some coupons over there. She said, just get those coupons. She said, and I'll take $20 off of that dress. But listen now, if you left the dress on the rack, because of some mentality. But see, I like to see my wife rejoice. And I'm going to tell you, God likes to see you rejoice because you're the bride of Christ. God likes to make you happy. Woo! Look over at uh, Zephaniah. How many of y'all know where Zephaniah is? I'll walk you through it. Amos, next book. Then Obadiah. Obadiah means a friend of God. Then Jonah. He just wished he'd have went on to Nineveh. Micah, row your boat ashore and keep on going. Nahum, the affliction shall not rise a second time. And you go to Habakkuk, the vision is for a pointed time. Keep on going. Right there, Zephaniah. Man, that's a book. I just gave you the lesson on the books of the Bible right there. All right, look at Zephaniah. Chapter 3, verse 14. Says, sing, O daughter of Zion. Sing. Now, Zion always represents the church. So he said, sing. So y'all, that, should be, that should be singing should be one of the ways that you worship God or you get God's attention. In other words, if you begin to lift your voice. Now, you know, at praise and worship, a lot of times people clap. I have no problem with clapping. Clapping's good. I got no problem with clapping. But God don't hear your, he, he can't distinguish your clap. So in praise and worship, I lift my voice because God can understand and he knows your voice. Your voice is really uh, your address in the spirit realm and your voice is more distinguishable than your fingerprint. So I go, hey, daddy. He goes, hey, CJ, what's up, brother? I said, I just dropped in. He said, hey, I was checking on you just to see what condition your condition was in. He said, you doing all right? I said, I'm doing pretty good. He said, you blessed. I said, I'm blessed coming in and going out. I'm the head not the tail. I'm going over, not under. I'm blessed in the city, blessed in the field, blessed in the fruit of my body. Everything I touch is blessed. I'm a blessed man. Thank you, Father. He said, yeah. He said, that's why I sent Jesus. So you be blessed. He said, I just want to make sure you're blessed. Amen. Don't be very scared to talk to God like that. He's your daddy. How's your kids talk to you? I love you. Make sure he's in a good mood. God's always in a good mood. Huh? I said, God's happy. Y'all think God's happy? God's happy. God ain't mad. He got control of everything. He don't get mad. He don't even say, oops. If he would have ever said oops, it would have been when I was born. Ooh. <laughs> Some other people said oops and still saying oops. <laughs> My grandma would say, help me, Jesus. <laughs> you want me to give you something to cry about? Then the other one is, uh, do you want a spanking? Do I ever ask your children that? Don't ask your kids that. You really expose your ignorance real soon. I mean, if you don't say that, they probably don't know you're not that smart. But, I mean, you're looking at a three-year-old going, do you want a whooping? They're probably thinking, I wonder what their problem is today. <laughs> Something to think about. You ever ask Chloe, Chloe, you want a whooping? You ask her this morning, she just looked at you and went, <laughs> then look at the next thing. It says, shout. So sing, shout. And I've had people say, Pastor, I don't like that shouting thing. I don't shout. 
I don't shout. I said, really, you don't shout. Could I talk to your wife real quick? How about one of your children? How about the baseball game you were at? When they called that strike on your kid. You blind? You need these? Man, I can see from way up here. That wasn't even close to no strike. What is the matter with you? Do I need to come down and call that game? Do you even? <laughs> Tell me you don't know how to shout. Then your kid hits a home run. Woo! That's my boy. You see it? That's my boy. Even now, girls play softball. Oh, you see, that's my girl. She just hit a grand slam. That's. You sit there and go, isn't that nice? That was my daughter. Some people, they say they don't shout. No, you shout. Come on, so evidently, if the Bible says shout, you know, some people, we're, we're in the second year of Bible college, so we're studying how to study the Word of God. The book, How to Study the Word of God. And so I say, this is amazing to me as a pastor, because here's what people say. They say, you can read a scripture, and I can read a scripture. It means totally something different to you than it does me. You interpret it different. I said, really? I said, I'm going to tell you something. The Bible interprets itself. It don't need you to interpret it. If you'll study the Bible, God said what he meant, and he meant what he said. He was not confused. He don't need you to tell him what he said. He needs you to tell somebody else what he said. Don't tell him what you said, your interpretation. You tell him what the Bible says. If he said sing, he meant sing. If he meant, what does it mean to shout? What's the Hebrew word for shout? Shout! <laughs> Hallelujah! Glory to God! Praise God! And you don't need an audience.